have come here to reveal the truth. They say that truth and honesty will be rewarded with trust and forgiveness. I'm here to lay my cards on the table, to trim the branches of deception from the tree of life, to shave away the unkempt sideburns from the face of truth. I am just get on with it! Ulterior. Motherfucker like me would get sick right before recording one of the biggest series of the year for this show. So if my voice sounds like strained or defeated in any way over the the duration of this series, that is why I guess I apologize. <clears throat> See right there. Shit kind of goes badly. Anywho. Yeah, we made it again. We really did it guys. Um, I have once again, somehow been able to apply myself to the extent where I can sit here for a third straight year and say that I have for you guys my 100 favorite songs of the year. That's fucking insane. Um, so what happens now is I will go ahead and play the usual intro song and then afterwards I will discuss any sort of rules, regulations, and anything else I have to say to, you know, pre-game the commencing of the top 100 songs list for 2023. Thank you so much. Thank you for tapping in. And I hope you guys enjoy part one of this series. So like I said, top 100 songs of 2023, season three of Ulterior. How did we get here? Not on some decode by Paramore type shit, but genuinely really fuck, fucking for real. How did we get here? I'm already flustered. I don't understand any of this shit, guys. Why do y'all continue to show up year in and year out? I'm just a person doing a little scene podcast, but um, for whatever reason, it might be working. And that's wild to think. But none of this happens without the efforts and successful contributions of a plethora of bands in the scene. More bands than I'll be able to give flowers to between this series and then the series for Top 50 Records, which, you know, it is a shame. I really do wish that I could give a spotlight to more bands because there are bands and artists omitted from these lists who if they appear on your list i a hundred percent understand it because they put out quality material this year and are more than deserving of you know being uh, gassed up and put on pedestals in the most efficient manner but as far as like my own subjective opinions and subjective takes on this scene goes um, what you guys will be listening to this week from me is my perception of what from this year, you know, really stood out above the rest, which material from bands really had an impact on me all these months later, which songs am I still going back to? And just to kind of lay some groundwork for any rules or regulations or what have you with this list, um, the obvious one is that every song had to be released within 
the grading period of Ulterior for 2023. And when I say grading period, I mean from December 10th of last year through November 30th of this year. Um, that's just kind of what the cutoff points ended up being. So anything that's been released within the last number of days, whether that be Architects, the home team, uh, the C4 Cinema, anything like that, there will be a time for me to talk about those releases in season four. So, you know, after New Year's, but they will unfortunately not be factored into anything with this top 100 list. No acoustic or reimagining renditions of a song unless it ranked number one in Scenic Overlook in the week that it was released. No cover songs unless, again, it was number one the week that it released for Scenic Overlook. And actually, while I'm on the subject of Scenic Overlook, just to reiterate what that is and why that matters to this series, um, every week I, I do something on social media called Scenic Overlook. And it's just where I rank my 10 favorite songs released in that week. And every week, whatever song ranked number one is guaranteed a spot in this list. However, it is possible for a song to be disqualified if it was number one. And that would be if a band, you know, did something that um, made it difficult to talk about them in a positive light. It happened last year. Um, I had to take out a Dance Game and Dance song. Um, nothing like that happened this year, though. And that's that's great. It means that people behave. It means that people were just decent human beings, and that's fucking cool to see, even though that should be the norm and, and just the fucking standard. But yeah, you, you know how it goes. Um, I think that's all that I really have to explain about rules and regulations. And the other one, this is just common sense, but I feel like I should say it anyways. This is all subjective and very anecdotal. Um, I'm in no way, shape, or fucking form saying these are the definitive 100 best songs released in the scene this year. This is all my own opinion. You can have your opinion too. You can go online, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Discord, anywhere on the fucking internet, and make your own list. Give your own opinions. You have every right to do that. Just like I have every right to sit here for the next couple hours, however long this is going to take, and just goddamn waffle about what from this year really meant something to me. So uh, again, maybe there was no need to really point that out, but I just kind of felt like it. This is all my opinion, dude. It doesn't mean anything in the end. And I, I think that might be it. So all that's left to do now is just, you know, get into it. And that's what I'm going to do now. Here we go. The top 100 songs of 2023 for Ulterior. Number 100 is F-U-N in Funeral by Escape the Fate. The 
this is about to be like the most fucking backhanded entry I've ever done for a list because, and this is just me being super blunt with you guys. I don't really like Escape the Fate. I, I think they suck and, and they've sucked for 15 years since This War is Ours, which is my last, or the last release from them that I really gravitate to and I, and I really liked and I really fucked with. And, and yeah, they have songs here and there that have been able to move me. But F-U-N and Funeral might honestly be the best of that bunch. And it's off of an album, Out of the Shadows, that I really don't care about looking back on it. But for whatever reason, F-U-N and Funeral is this fucking gem on that record. And anytime it comes up on Shuffle, I can't fight the urge to listen to it. There is something like very infectious about the delivery of this song, whether it be the chorus that is way more catchy than has any right to be, the verses that manage to find a way to be very intriguing while being so like slow and quiet and almost um, inconspicuous in what it achieves. F.U.N. and Funeral just works, and it works in a way that I think allowed Escape the Fate to, in my eyes, overachieve this year. The fact that I'm sitting here and telling you guys that F.U.N. and Funeral is one of my 100 favorite songs of the year, Escape the Fate did something for me this year, and I usually don't ever get to say that, so that's kind of beast. I, I can't cap. Number 99 is Anomaly by Icy Stars. We got the comeback of Icy Stars this year. That was a big fucking deal, for myself at least, because of how important and integral Icy Stars had been to my adolescent years and really like my development in a way when it came to the type of metalcore that uh you know I was really high on as a teenager and even still to this day, like you put on some electronic and crabcore adjacent type shit. I'm getting down to it, like, for real, for real. And Icy Stars had several different outings this year to, like, kind of paint the picture for what their comeback and their future looks like. And I will admit that, in some regards, the comeback thus far has been slightly, 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 slightly underwhelming. And I only say that because of the standard that they set for themselves in their initial run. And I think out of all the four singles they released this year, Anomaly is the song that most closely provides that feeling within me. And it's hard to explain. I just, like, I knew it right away from hearing Anomaly. Sure, it's a bit of a deviation from what you would hear on Treehouse or New Demons or even any Icy Stars album beforehand and yes it's a lot more in alignment with what a band like bad omens would be doing nowadays and not so much icy stars but i still enjoy this song immensely there is no way for me to not sing along to that chorus there's no way for me to not be pulled into everything that is happening with anomaly every little twist and turn of this song is captivating to me and it's really the song this year that makes it to where i can still have the highest of hopes possible for the future of icy stars 
yo, my voice is not okay, but I'm going to keep trucking on, you know? That's just how it be. That's how it goes. Game is game. Number 98 is Friend in the Dark by Alt. I think Alt was one of the most fascinating bands of the year to watch. And I say this as somebody who hadn't really had like a close eye on their work before the rollout for Abeyance began, but getting to see that play out in real time, that was special in my opinion. And there was no point of Abeyance's tenure this year that impacted me more than Friend in the Dark. I fucking adore the like ominous pacing of the song the way that it sounds like something that could be part of like a movie score it just has that very chilling build-up all throughout it and then the song finally kind of explodes and blossoms into its final form in the final minute and it was very rewarding to get through and it's just as rewarding to hear every time i go back to it even to this day i thought friend in the dark was the calling card for all this year and a song that is going to stick with me for a really long time Number 97 is Dissipate by Windwalkers. One of the last songs this year to kind of really make a strong case for itself to be a part of this list for myself and Ulterior. And I'm really happy about that because Windwalkers is a band who I've always really enjoyed their material. I've always rooted for them and wanted them to succeed, uh, you know, especially in the midst of having to remove a vocalist back in 2020. And them coming back with this new record, What If I Break, and having Dissipate be one of the lead singles for it, it really did a lot to help me understand, okay, this band who I have championed for years is still here and still have every bit of capability of putting out quality material as they ever had before. I think Dissipate, while not so, like, it doesn't take the chances uh, structurally that a lot of my favorite Windwalkers songs did, but it is still as fucking perfect of a like straightforward alt-rock, alt-metal song, whatever you want to call it, that you can possibly put together in this day and age. It's captivating, it's fun, it's catchy, it's a really, really good time, and again, it was the song this year that really let me see this Windwalkers act is still there, and they're still beast. Number 96 is Don't Let the Party Die by Sleeping of Sirens. Sleeping with Sirens were one of the most celebrated bands of 2022 for Ulterior, several appearances in the Top 100 Songs list, and then Complete Collapse, which was their album last year. I believe it was like number eight or seven or even six in the year-end rankings. Like, it was that good to me, and I'm still of the belief that 
Complete Collapse is the best Sleeping of Sirens album ever. And they put out the deluxe this year and it contained one brand new song, which is Don't Let the Party Die. And I feel like this track really did a lot to kind of bring the energy from Complete Collapse over to what I would hope is going to be the ushering of like a new era for the band pretty soon. And Don't Let the Party Die, it has the same exact energy and vibrancy from Complete Collapse that I adored. And just overall... The ability for Sleeping of Sirens to continue to be this fucking good, you know, over a decade into their tenure, that's remarkable. And I do not want it to be lost on anybody, the specialty of Sleeping of Sirens and just how lucky we are as a scene to have a band like them in this legacy stage of their career. Number 95 is Love from the Other Side by Fall Out Boy. I'll get like the negative connotation that I have to Fall Out Boy this year out the way immediately and say that so much for Stardust, it, it didn't stick with me. It, it didn't have the lasting power that I wanted it to upon hearing it and reviewing it back in March. But out of every song on that record, Love from the Other Side is the one that was able to kind of maintain its positioning in my brain and never let me forget about the joy I had the first time I heard it and the emotions I was experiencing and just the overall delivery of this song. It sounds very like triumphant. It is the exact kind of song that I wanted to hear from Fall Out Boy with this being their first record since Mania, which I've said before on the show, I think is an abysmal album. I do not like it at all. But Love From The Other Side, it pulled me in. And it was one of those moments where I was like, fuck, dude. That is fucking Fallout Boy. Like, this is the band that has been like a part of me since I was a child. A literal fucking eight year old, nine year old child listening to um, Dead on Arrival and Grand Theft Autumn. Like, that joyous feeling within me, that was rekindled with love from the other side. And I am forever, eternally grateful for that experience. Number 94 is Please End Me by Paleface Swiss. I believe that there is a world of potential that exists right now in the palms of everybody in Paleface Swiss. I've always thought that they were a really impressive band, but the singles rollout that they've had this year has shown me that in the coming months and years, they really can be one of the like powerhouse mainstays of Deathcore. And I'm really glad that that's the case, especially coming off of a song from back in June of this year, like Please End Me, which is just fucking blistering and unrelenting and aggressively heavy all the way through. And it really channels that unapologetic nature and tone to everything Paleface Swiss have done that I'm a huge fan of that has made me a believer in them. And Please End Me was the song this year that really allowed me to see for myself the impact that they can have on all of us and the success and stardom that I am hoping that they can achieve. Please End Me is a fucking banger of a song and I think in my opinion, potentially the best that Paleface Swiss have ever sounded. Number 93 is Fingers by Jutes. I'm not too far. 
I got a lot of love for Jutes, bro. I can't cap. And that's been the case for years now. And I remember when Ulterior began as a weekly show in 2021, Jutes was releasing a brand new single like every Friday. So the first maybe five or six episodes of this podcast, you can go back to them and I talk about a Jutes song. He's very consistent in his output and the quality is always there in my opinion. And this single that he had back in January, Fingers, which ended up being part of the Ladybug album, it dives a lot more into like a pop punk based sound as opposed to something hip hop driven like Jutes' other material. But I believe that what Fingers did was it showed the ability that he has to channel any sound and any style and just be a goddamn monster at it. Fingers is one of the catchy songs of the year. That chorus has never been able to leave my brain and I don't want it to because Jutes is tremendous in everything that he does and Fingers was just another notch under his belt this year, in my opinion. Number 92 is Avatar by Jamie's Elsewhere. Bro, this is one of the nastiest things that I will say all episode and all series for that matter. There is no Of Mice and Men song in this top 100, but there's a fucking Jamie's Elsewhere song. Let me clear my throat right quick. <clears throat> I'm fired the fuck up because that's kind of insane for me to think about, especially coming off of the year that Of Mice and Men had in 2021 and the pedestal I put them on on this show. But if I'm gonna keep it stacked with you guys, I did not believe in the efforts by Mice and Men this year. But you know whose efforts I did believe in? Jamie's fucking Elsewhere. They put out the Paradise EP this year, which was their first release since 2010's They Said A Storm Is Coming that had Aaron Pauly as the vocalist. And amongst every song on this EP, I felt like Avatar was one of the best showcases of everybody's talent and ability and range that Jamie's Elsewhere have ever put out in their careers. And I, I didn't know if I expected that because I've always loved Jamie's Elsewhere. The single they had back in 2020, um, The Soil and the Seed, I completely adored, but I didn't know what the output this year would be. And then Avatar came in and Avatar is everything that I can ask for a song to be when it is rooted in a certain like 2000s and 2010s level of metalcore while still embracing the strengths of every member involved and also the knowledge that they have accumulated throughout the careers in other efforts. Avatar just made sense to me to put on this list. I could not stop listening to it the weekend that it dropped. Every time I've gone back to Paradise this year, Avatar is the song that I look forward to hearing the most. It was just a really well-rounded song, and I I feel invigorated, in a way, to be able to say that in 2023 about Jamie's Elsewhere. Number 91 is Kim Dracula's cover of Iris. It's over. I just don't want to miss you I don't want the world to save me. 
I made sure to say Kim Dracula at the start so that you guys didn't think I was about to say another band's cover of Iris. Um, so yeah, this was crazy. And I feel like that's a very bare bones sentiment that can be applied to everything that Kim did this year off of the album, A Gradual Decline in Morale. Iris is the penultimate song on the album. And to me, what that positioning kind of spelt out to me was you spend all of this time listening to this very odd and chaotic and curious sounding album. And there are so many different layers to A Gradual Decline that maybe throughout the course of its runtime, you might not believe that you have the full scope of who Kim is and what they're able to do. But then you get to Iris. And this is a song, not the cover, but just the original song by Goo Goo Dolls that I'm assuming every single one of you has heard before. And you know how that chorus goes. I just want you to know who I am. That being one of the last things you hear on this album, to me, it just made sense. Because here is this very strange record where Kim is pouring their heart into everything that they do here. And at the end of it, their closing message to you essentially is, I just want you to know who I am. You spent all this time with my album. I want you to know that whatever you perceive of me, Maybe that's true, maybe it's not, but regardless, I just wanted you to listen to this album. I wanted you to get to know me, I wanted you to have that window into my artistic expression. That's how I picked up the inclusion of Iris here, and it's just a good cover overall, in my opinion. It kind of maintains a lot of the same structure and flow and delivery of the original track, just with Kim's own weird flair thrown in. And it's a weird flair that I am happy to have been able to get more than a taste of this year. And Iris is just a song that really allowed me to understand more thoroughly than I ever believe I could have who Kim Dracula is. Number 90 is Rock Shit by Unity TX. This is one of the most fun songs of the entire year. I don't have to be in a specific mood to listen to rock shit. You just put it on and I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with the vibes and the energy and the overall anthemic nature of this song and just how fucking hard it really goes. Rock shit was the first single out for Ferality and to me, that really established the proper course for everything that Unity TX would be doing this year and rock shit being the base for all that, I believed was the best decision that anybody in that band could have made. This song just delivers on every front. It feels like the culmination of everything that Unity TX have been working towards and everything that they've achieved this year. Rock shit is never going to not be as big of a like headbanging anthem or an ass-shaking anthem as it is. Number 89 is Win Win by Set It Off featuring Scene Queen. Inside your mouth two times around when win. Crawling out from underground cause bitch we're back again. Adorable. You're cutting me up. You're so hysterical. So say what you want. It's your memorial. Be 
something that I said last year as part of uh, the year-end series for the show was that I did not believe Set It Off took a misstep in the sound of elsewhere. I thought it was actually a really good record and one that provided a lot of really incredible moments last year for Set It Off. What the band did this year, though, yeah, you can kind of erase whatever I said about elsewhere. It's still a good album, but the Set It Off that we've been getting this year, brother, that is Set It Off. Um, That, like, weird, creepy undertone to their music, the, like, slight diabolical nature, like, that is everything that this band can bring me, and then some. And then with this song, Win Win, you have Scene Queen featured on it, and in this track, Scene Queen is doing things with her voice that she doesn't normally do in her own music, like, she's able to carry some fucking melodies in this song, it was really cool to get to hear, and be able to have that balance between her voice and Cody's, it was genuinely remarkable, and in my opinion, one of the brightest spots in the discography set it off in the last decade. Number 88 is Eulogy by Light the Fire. I think I said back when I reviewed the single on the show, but what I try to do every week with the singles reviews is I want to have a number that is divisible by five so that the slides can be in alignment with each other and not have any like blank spaces, if that makes any sense. And so for that reason, sometimes I am short a single, maybe I'm at like 29 or 34, you know, and I need to go out and find one more song to review that week. And that's how I came across Light the Fire. They're a really small band out of Texas, running around like 8,000 listeners right now on Spotify. So there isn't a lot of traction going on right there, but there really, really should be. Because when I came across Eulogy, I was so fucking captivated by this song and the type of like, emotional wave that it sent through me. Like, if you're into melodic hardcore, like, Counterparts or No Bragging Rights, this song is exactly what it is that you're after. It is just littered with beauty and aggression and everything that I could ask for from this genre. Light the Fire really left a great impression on me this year, and Eulogy is one of the songs where I will never forget that this was the first Light the Fire song I ever heard, and I will never forget what it made me feel, not just in the moment that I heard it, but throughout all of 2023. Number 87 is God Made Me an Animal by Better Lovers. Twenty twenty three was the year that we saw the emergence of Better Lovers, and if anybody out there is still unfamiliar with exactly what this band is, it is a supergroup made up of the former members of Every Time I Die, Sands, Keith and Andy, Will from Fifer and Autopsy, and Greg from The Dillinger Escape Plan. So you combine all these elements and you have this unit, this fucking powerhouse unit that sounds exactly like what you think they would. Just monster riffs and insane hooks. And there was no better example of that on the 
God Made Me an Animal EP than the title track. Because this song, it brings with it not just the chaos of Better Lovers, but also the beauty and the emotion because this song, it paces itself really well. It doesn't start off just headfirst right away. It takes its time to build up that initial statement and then later on in the track, it's like the instrumentation, it takes a backseat to the clean vocals of Greg, and he sounds just as amazing now as he did 20 years ago. He is genuinely an ageless vocalist. And it was just a formula that made God Made Me an Animal, in my opinion, the strongest track this year for Better Lovers. Number 86 is Paper Crown by Dark Divine featuring Brian Kuznets from Fame on Fire. You know your paper, paper crown is torn apart because we're breaking, breaking down. We're not invincible, you're not untouchable, perfectly capable of starting the fire. This was a breakout year for Dark Divine, and I think they have all of the tools right now that they need to make 2024 and every year beyond that even bigger for themselves. I think they have their look and aesthetic down to a T. The sound is just about polished and refined as it could be right now. And just all together, Dark Divine is a band who people really, really do need to be paying attention to, and they need to give a shot if they haven't already. In my opinion, Paper Crown is the track from them this year off of Deadly Fun that really cemented all of that for myself. Paper Crown has great riffs, great melodies. The chorus is one of the catches that I heard all year, and it really allowed me to understand exactly who Dark Divine are and what it is about them that makes them so special. I had the chance to see them live this year on the Until I Wake headliner, and they are just phenomenal to, to hear in person. So if you ever have that chance, please go out of your way to do so, and continue supporting Dark Divine, because we need more bands like them who will continue to push sounds forward while being authentic all to themselves. Number 85 is Unlike Me by Calling All Captains. Yeah, this is the band who, um, I, I forgot what it was they did, but they went viral on Twitter for saying, like, um, they wanted only females in the mosh pit or some shit like that. I don't even fucking remember what it was, dude, and I don't really give a shit, because they put out Unlike Me this year, and Unlike Me is, in my opinion, one of the coolest pop-punk songs this year, because it has the, like, normal characteristics of pop-punk that I look for in that genre, but there's added aggression. It feels very raw, and in the exact spot that I wanted this band to be coming off of their last record in 2021, which I thought was good, but not really up to the quality that I knew they were capable of. Whereas, unlike me, it doesn't just match that quality, it fucking exceeds it, in my opinion, dude. It's just so catchy and energetic, and everything that I look for in this band is present here on Unlike Me, and it might be my favorite song that they've ever done. Number 84 is Super Personal by For the Fallen Dreams. (laughs) 
For the Fallen Dreams put out their first album this year in five years, and it was massively overlooked. Like, I did not see any praise or criticism or anything in between for For the Fallen Dreams this year. And I do believe that is a shame because the album overall is pretty damn good in my opinion. And then I look at Super Personal and I say, this is not only one of the best For the Fallen Dreams songs in recent memory, I think it's one of the best songs in the history of this band's tenure. It really channels this spirit of metalcore that is not only nostalgic, but also a like pristine refinery of the genre today. It is just immaculate in how it approaches its balance between clean and screams and the way that the chorus kind of just comes in so effortlessly. The transitions are flawless in my opinion. Super personal. It just showed me that like no matter at what stage in the careers of Falling Falling Dreams are going to be at, they can still deliver and they fucking deliver on super personal. Number 83 is Cinderblock by No Business. More like stand on business. Um, that, that was shit. I apologize. Um, anyways, Cinderblock, no business. Who are they? Because I'm assuming most of you guys, if not every single one of you, has not heard of this band before. I look at their Spotify numbers right now, and they have 38 monthly listeners. And that's not me being braggadocious like, oh, look at me, I know underground bands, yada, yada, yada. No, none of that shit. I'm just saying, go run up their numbers, because their sound has definitely warranted that. They had the record Snitch Out back in January of this year, and... I remember being really, really impressed by it, and there were plenty of standout moments on the record, but there was just something about Cinderblock that was very alluring, and it's probably because it's the song on this record that sounds the most different from everything around it. It's not, like, outwardly heavy, it really allows this really, like, well-thought-out pacing that is almost akin to, like, 90s grunge in some ways. And it just has those intangible elements that manage to stick with me. Like I said, this song came out back in January. And I'm talking about it today in December. Because it meant something to me. It stuck with me. It really did like imprint itself on my brain. And for a song like Cinderblock to have been able to do that this year, I, I can't say that about many other songs. Bro, I I'm 18 songs in. I think you guys are about to get like the first horse voice series of this show. That's pretty crazy, but, um, gotta keep going on, you know? Um, what am I doing in my life, man? I went to college. I have a degree. Number 82 is Why Can't You Behave by See You Next Tuesday. There is a fucking sea of obscure MySpace era music 
that I'm assuming a lot of you guys have never heard of before, or you've never seeked out before, and that's totally fine, you know? Like, that sort of MySpace-driven music is very tied to that era, and I don't really, really expect many people who weren't alive back then and active in the scene to really be, like, so, you know, motivated by seeing a new release out of See You Next Tuesday. But brother, I was. And back when Why Can't You Behave dropped in January... I bumped that shit so fucking much. I remember there was one day at work, the entire morning until my lunch, all four hours, why can't you behave on repeat? And this song is two minutes long. So do the fucking math, bro. Um, Yeah, it, it's just like, this is exactly what I wanted out of See You Next Tuesday in their comeback this year. Two minutes of just unfiltered heaviness, no structure, makes no sense, has no reason, has no rhythm, has no rhyme, but it's a fucking monstrous masterpiece of a track. Number 81 is Wake the Dead by Bless the Fall. I've used the word comeback a few times in this episode so far. Uh, you know, Icy Stars, Jamie's Elsewhere, Fallout Boy, See You Next Tuesday. That Bless the Fall comeback hit like crack. Like, for real, for real. I thought they were dead. I, I thought it was curtains. I can't cap to you guys. I was telling people, like, hey, it's done. You know, let it go. It's okay. Blue Ridge is the end. It's fine. It's whatever. They got to go out on their own. It's okay. They're family men now. Let it be. Man, fuck all that shit. Bless the Fall is fucking back. And they came back with Wake the Dead, which just picked up right where they left off. No missed beats whatsoever. The whole band was synchronized to a masterful extent. And it just, you know, it, it hit everything that I want a Bless the Fall song to. It's fucking ferocious. It's beautiful. It's everything that I asked for this band to be. And I was thrilled to get Wake the Dead, and I will be even more thrilled in the future with new music from this band, who have, you know, been a pillar for not just my listening habits, but in all honesty, my life altogether since I was like 13 years old. And that's it. That is the end of part one of the series that was songs 100 to 81, and... I don't know how my voice is doing. I don't know if this is a good idea. I do not know if I will be doing long-term, long-lasting damage to my vocal cords by sitting here and telling you guys about my 100 favorite songs. But you know what? If my voice is going to get shot, if this is how I go out for the year, then I couldn't have thought of a better way than talking to you guys about something that I feel so passionate about. Thank you for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this installment of the series. And as always... For the love of the game, let's make a scene.